0: Previously on One Tree Hill Greetings Starfighters, welcome to Mad Science Films I'm Jimmy P, filmmaker and sexual astronaut First up guys, please check out our fourth feature film for free Over on YouTube, just search for Little Monster Or click on the link in the show notes below This episode I'm joined by a very special guest mr terry cooper director of off World, and soon to be the director of his second feature film bloody students terry thank you so much for joining
1: us uh hello and thank you for having me yeah.
0: so uh, rolling it back to in terms of when you were crewing up for off World, um mm. had you worked with any of the crew before i know you, you said with uh chris mcfall you chris mcfall,
1: McFall the, the d.o.p film. uh chris yeah. bevan uh obviously on the on the the gangster flick and mm. um gavin um, but the rest of the the crew, um, I think they came via the DOP. You know, right. he suggested people he'd work with in doing commercials and, and outdoor shoots and stuff. Uh so we we had Alex bird on sound with Sam Turner, who was also recording stuff. Uh Alex Priestley was our second camera guy. You know, he's he's gone off to work on features and, and T V and whatever. Um, so I hadn't met those guys before, but uh it was cool, you know, they, they Alex and Sam and uh, the other sorry, Alex and Sam and Alex Priestley, um, all really like so professional. I felt like an amateur, you know, these people are like doing all this stuff and making us up and all it, And we're like, Oh man, you know, cause I had zero, zero experience. You know, I, I know I could act a little bit and that was about it. I hadn't directed before. And uh, I was like, these guys are just getting on with it. They're like, Right, we'll shoot this, and we'll move over here, and we'll do that, and this, you know, the it's an art in keeping the boom out of shot. You know, I can't even do that. So, yeah, it was great. It was uh, really good. So, thankfully, we had um, an onset crew of people who um, who knew what they're doing, and it just made things faster because we were working, as I said, ridiculously fast.
0: And how many? It, it, how large was the crew itself then?
1: Um. So. We had uh we set up out when we were outdoors in Park Penalto, we set up a little gazebo uh for it was kind of a base, so but it was mostly makeup tent. So we had uh a makeup team of four or five people. Uh they were students, and um then we had Adam was the producer at the time. We had I think we had we we had six or seven runners, but At any given day, we had, like, maybe three tops. Um, But it was nice to have more than we needed because, you know, I never used to understand why runners were needed. I was like, oh, don't they just stand around and, like, you know, massage the egos of the actors? But they they literally do keep the wheels turning. They're the oil that keeps the wheels turning in a film because, you know, we'd be doing a a scene and all of a sudden, stop. Battery's gone in the camera or, you know, batteries, I need a new memory card or whatever. Runners, you know, we're in the middle of a field. Runners are like, I got it, grab it, rip off, jump in their car, get it charged, pull another battery back, you know. And even stuff like, you know, we got so cold that everyone was a, blah, 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 trying to do their lines with chattering teeth. When the runners would run up with your own coat or a blanket, and it does sound a bit wanky and it sounds a bit kind of, oh, I'm a film star, where's my jacket? But it does help when someone's just not too far away. And you don't have to walk five minutes to grab a Coke. You know, they just go, here you go. And you go, oh, thank God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But then the runners, um, you know, they were, they were for want of a better word, amateurs. They were people who hadn't done that kind of thing before. But they they got it. You know, most of them really got it. And they were just like, you look cold. Shall I get your coffee? And I'm like, no, you don't have to go all the way. And they're like, no, I'm that's what I'm here for. Let me get your coffee. You're like, okay, then go on in. Thanks. <laughs> and it's it's awesome, you know. And again, I... Uh, People shouldn't um slag off or or run down the the importance of a runner mm-hmm. because um while they're not glamorous and they're not doing the clapperboard and they're not holding the camera, they are every bit as important as as everyone else you know they they keep things going they they get things made they get things uh working and they uh, they get things to move along without them you it's like it's like it's like having rusty wheels and (laughs) and nothing goes smoothly you know
0: so looking forward then to bloody students are you thinking about having a similar size crew
1: uh yes and no i think that obviously everything will depend on budget um We've already got nearly the same size budget as Offworld out of my own savings and my co producers savings. And we did a little bit of fundraising uh, last year, did a little fundraiser in August, you know, just via PayPal, et cetera. So I don't think we can make bloody students for 10 grand like we did with Offworld.
0: Because
1: there's some indoor stuff. We've got to hire venues. um, There's a lot more sort of costume and practical effects. I want to do more practical this time because it's all in camera then and there's less farming shots out to people um there will be cg and there will be augmentation blood splats or whatever you want to do uh but um i don't think we can make it with 10 grand uh, originally my brain was like hey you know we'll raise about 75 grand and it'll be great and after about a year of writing and, and talking to people i thought we're not going to raise that much money especially not in this current climate so we're going to do this crowdfunder now. The goal is going to be 10,000 and that'll be added to what we've already got. So we might have like 20 if we're lucky. Right. If we, if we can get over that, I'll be over the moon because it just means we can hire venues for a bit longer, another, another couple more days, yeah. you know, and as you probably see yourself, if you had an extra day to play with, you could go, you can look back over the shots and go, we could shoot that bit again, or we could shoot that line again. Yeah. And we can, people aren't rushed as much and, you know, you get, you'll get more quality basically. And, you know, this plan is to make sure the actors are paid. Um, It's not going to be industry rates, you know, it never is with a micro budget film, but it's like, we'll make sure obviously your your petrol or public transport's paid. If we have to put you up because my lead actor comes from just outside Birmingham, I have to put him up somewhere and feed everyone and if everyone can go away with more money in their pocket than they had when they started even if it's 50 quid or something it's still you know it might be more it might be less but it might be more um it, it that's still better than going right well i made a film i gave you know i gave it two weeks of my life and um, i don't know when i'll ever see any money i'm uh, you know it cost me a fortune in petrol but you know i, I just want to try and treat everyone a little a bit more fairly this time yeah. and and the the cool thing about it is that now we know we've got an american distributor going show us what you got next
0: yeah yeah no, brilliant and what what i find and you know from a filmmaker's point of view if you're able to pay some of the cast up front it, it there's a level of commitment from them yeah it so, it's, you know, it's penciling out pencil out these weekends don't don't take on any other work
1: this is this is they know they're going to work they're committed and uh it makes them feel good about themselves because they're like hey i'm you know because none of us are in the hollywood system right and these actors as good as they are i mean some of my my cast for bloody students have done award-winning festival films and you know they've done bit parts on features some have done a lot of tv and stuff and i'm like dang these people are good and but they get up in the morning and they go I'm actually an actor this morning. I'm going to work on a set and I'm getting paid for it. And, you know, they will work more. In Offworld, we did have uh, minor cases where people, when we got through the week, we got to like day four or five, people were injured, people were sunburned. Uh, We had some injuries. We had concussions and torn tendons and sunstroke. Gavin had sunstroke. Um, And it was getting to a point where everyone's morale was sinking. And it was more a case of where's... The first day on Monday, everyone arrived at five to six in the morning. But when he got to Thursday, everyone turns up at like quarter to ten and goes, "Oh, well, I'm not being paid to come on time," you know. And I was feeling the same way. I'm not. I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. I was kind of like, "Why are we doing this again? What's in it for us?" You know. And you have to try and. Uh, for me, I've got to try and maintain that we're making a film. We're making a film. I've never made a film before. This is why I'm doing it. And but for the actors, it's like oh, I come all the way from Cardiff, or where in one case. An actor came from Plymouth and he's like why am I here again <laughs> like <laughs> I'm sorry but yeah and again if if the actors can come away with a, a a good experience a learning experience a fun experience and a couple of quid in their pocket for their trouble um they'll be more motivated to promote it to begin with to to learn their lines to work uh a bit harder or you know just to just to focus you know and uh, again I'll feel better knowing that if the film crashes and burns and turns it the biggest flop since edward i'll be like well at least you guys got paid out of it and they're like well that was something isn't it?" you know so yeah. they'll learn that way and i learned that way as well
0: and i've noticed i think with off world and as far as i can tell with bloody students there's a certain amount in 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 your mind of your pre-casting so you're writing with certain actors in mind is that right yeah
1: yeah and um, th- with this With this one, with Bloody Students, we did put a lot of casting calls out. um, uh, But there were one or two actors that I did already have in mind. I mean, the two leads. uh, My two leads are called Fordy and Trish. And I had those actors in mind straight away. Jeff Logan, like I say, he used to live in Cardiff, but now he's up in Birmingham area. Um, I worked with him on, like I was script supervisor on some short film. And uh, I knew him through the cosplay kind of community and he's he's just he's, he looks like a young John Barrowman right, um, okay. but he's okay. he's a he's a he's a proper like brumet and uh he's really like calls everyone chief and I've started writing chief into the script in his dialogue because he goes, all right chief how's it going you know and he's he bags a freaking charm he's you know he's a, he's a super nice guy and I thought he's cheeky chappy we need for the for the lead role and for the lead uh for the person playing his girlfriend Trish in the film uh, we've got Mandy Rose, who lots oh, of people yeah. know of. She's she's yeah. she I, I see her picture popping up in everything. And she's currently in Geneva at the moment. She's shooting stuff back to she's doing like six projects at once. I'm terrified. Now this is a disclaimer. She may not end up in the film because just because she's that busy. Um she's I I contact her regularly. I said, Are you still interested? Because she's like I've seen her in so much stuff and I have directed her in something that never got made. I directed a few scenes with her in and I just love her to death. She's got a really serious kind of dramatic side, but she's got a complete nutcase side, which I haven't seen yet, but I've seen it in other stuff she's done. She can go a bit mad and I'm like, she can do comedy standing on her head. She's super talented. And I I like, I've got to write her as the lead uh, actress in this. So if if it turns out that Mandy comes up to me like, you know, nearer the time of shooting and says, I can't make it. I'm just way too busy. You know, knowing her, she'll just say, I've just got a role as Doctor Who's new assistant. I'll be like, go for it. You know, I'll be heartbroken and I'll have to recast. But at least I wrote it with someone of her talent in mind Mm -hmm. and whoever we'd bring in to replace not just not just mandy but any other actor who may have to pull out because it does happen uh at least at least they'll be written to a certain level and thinking you know you've you've got some good lines there um yeah. with Offworld, one of our actors pulled out uh a week before we did the outdoor shoot he he filmed the interior spaceship scenes as the pilot um, and then he contacted me and said, "Look, my mental health's in a really bad place. I can't do a intensive six day shoot." Uh, and he was he was living up in um, uh, Lemington Spa, so it was like a long trek for him. And he said, "I honestly, I think I'll fall to pieces. Sorry to let you down, but I'd rather let you know now rather than halfway through a, a location shoot." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, all right. Not an ideal situation, but I'm not going to slag anyone off for that." So we were like, we've got like a week to audition for this, for a new character, uh, actor, and Danny and everyone in the cast just said, you do it. You can act, you wrote the blooming script, you know the lines, do it. And I'm like, but I don't want to. You know that whole thing, that cliche about you watch a film and it's got the same guy's name in it millions of times. Written, directed, starring, edited catering all by me you know it just it feels like like an ego project and it's not in most cases it's people have to do everything you know and, and i'm like that I, I don't delegate very well and i kind of if you don't delegate then you end you find up you end up doing everything and sometimes if you delegate and it doesn't get done you get frustrated and you go right i'll do everything then i'll do that then. i'll show you how to do it properly and you just i end up i make sure that my name isn't on everything if you watch the end credits of offworld obviously i'm there as producer actor director and like production designer but other than that there's at least 50 other places where i can put my name but i don't because it's ugh, it's, it's horrible i don't like seeing money like oh, i think this this i made the tea and you know it's like it just feels like Hey, potential viewer look how much of a genius i am because i can do everything i hate that and it's just like it doesn't look good
0: a, a hell of a challenge as well especially for your first feature where you know as a director you know it's easier to stand behind the camera and, and see everything happening whereas obviously if you're in front of the camera and directing at the same time surely yeah that must be, uh one hell of a challenge as well
1: yeah and i don't know how to this day i don't know how directors like people like ben affleck would direct and be in front of the camera and i don't know how they do that uh i found it really difficult okay. um chris mcfall did easily as much directing as me um because i'm in front of the camera uh for a lot of the film so yeah i i can't i can't concentrate on my lines and remember what he's got in view um i i can give the other actors notes on how I want it played, et cetera, you know, quieter, louder, faster, whatever. But I still need an extra person. So, you know, luckily Chris has directed stuff and, you know, and even Chris Bevan, you know, his first AD, he would come up to me after a take and go, that was good. But, and I was like, I'm not worried about that. I mean, whatever helps the film, you know. Uh, I I don't want to be in front of the, the, the camera for Bloody Students. I might throw myself in a cameo. you got to, you know, um, do my little Stan Lee bit. But at the end of the day, I just want to be behind the you know, and, and direct it solely by myself and, you know, see what I can do. And that's, that's one of the main reasons for doing Bloody Students, just to, to prove what I can do uh, under my own steam, you know.
0: And so in terms of actors that you haven't worked with before, as a director, you know, do you have a preference? Is it showreels? Is it uh, audition, you know, physical auditions when you're looking at new, new cast members?
1: I think we just embraced the whole, um, doing everything via showreels and self tapes because, um, again, it's hard enough to get actors together to rehearse when they've been sort of contracted to work on the film But when they're just auditioning to say to someone, drop what you're doing and meet us all in Cardiff on this day to audition. A lot of people won't turn up. I mean, all right, fair enough. You can say that that may be a reflection of their attitude. of like, well, if they can't turn up for an audition, then there's no point having them in the film. You know, you don't want that type of person, but at the end of the day, some people just can't make it. Mm -hmm. So we put the call out and we've had, you know, a number of uh, people send self tapes in. And I don't really use lines from the script, but for the character, Say, for example, we've got a character called Cameron and I wrote three lines for any character that we want to audition. One is a dramatic line. One is a really scared line. One's a comedic line because they've got to sort of hit all three emotions. So um we auditioned five or six of our main cast that way. And we had some varying results. Your mileage may vary. Um uh, Obviously, you, you can't can't slag people off for whatever their approach is but you know when you when you get a self-tape back where they've decided to say their own lines and not a word that you've written they'll go well I'll do a line that's comedic now and they'll do something and you go well that's not the line I gave you and then so well I'm going to do like a scared line but this will be my own version of it and you go can you not take basic direction it's like yeah, I I don't think you're going to be scoring any points for thinking outside the box here. It's just just give us what we've written. Uh so we did have a couple of weird things like that. And we had somewhere, you know, it's like if I turned all the lights off in this room, I'd be practically a silhouette and go, Hi, this is my self tape for the character of Cameron You know, or or one of the other characters wasn't just Cameron, but you know, people in pitch darkness where you can't see their face or and you're going, What? And and, and there was in the casting call you'd say we got a character called Tim who has to be, you know, look as young as possible and quite thin and quite weedy because he's he's that kind of character. He's a younger brother of one of our characters. And, you know, we have like a bodybuilder with a beard turn up and he'd be like, all right, I'm uh, auditioning for the role of Tim. And you're like, you, you didn't read the brief, did you? <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and it's not that you're a bad actor. You know, one guy did say to me, any feedback on my audition? I said, "It was it was good acting but you're not suited for the role in the slightest. I can't use you. Yeah. And they said, can you use me for anything else? I said, well, look. if I can find somewhere where a a person of your type, whether it's male or female or, or whatever you build or whatever, if I can find somewhere to squeeze you in, I've seen enough acting to prove that you can probably do a decent job. But if you don't fit anywhere in the movie, I can't use you. And that's just the honest truth. And it's not because anyone's bad or whatever. So I hate saying no to people as well. I hate doing the oh you were good but there was someone who was slightly better or someone else would slightly get closer to the idea of the character you've had in your mind um and you know one of them was uh i got to give a shout out to ang harrod ford who uh, is playing our punk character Kells, who's a kind of She's an homage. She's a badass, but she's an homage to Linnea Quigley from Return of the Living Dead oh,
0: nice, to, the yeah. Point,
1: yeah. to the point where her, her character's surname is Quigley as well, because um, it does sound very British. She's like Kelly Quigley, uh, yeah. known as Kells, and her little brother is Tim Quigley. So Hello, I'm Tim Quigley. <laughs> so I quite like that. It's like Tim Bisley, isn't it? Um, so uh, I was at a loss as to find someone to audition for this character. And I literally went onto to Instagram in a moment of desperation or inspiration, depending how you look at it. And I typed in hashtag Welsh actress. And, you know, there's lots of hashtags. I followed it. And like, I saw these ones with Anne Harrodin. I'm like, wow, she's like one in festivals and stuff. And she's done all this kind of stuff. So I just dropped her out of the blue. I thought this could be an absolute nightmare. I could get someone who is not very good or or not available or, or way too expensive. And I'm currently working on you know, uh, a Pinewood Studios movie or something. And she just super enthusiastic, sent me a self tape straight away, knocked it out the park with every emotion, you know, including comedy, which some people can't do, you know, either, or you can do drama or comedy or comedy, but not drama. And to this day, she's, you know, I mean, she's, she's been working on her costume for months anyway, and she's given me ideas of how I can promote it and, If there's anything else I can do, she's even sending me little voice notes, you know, when I'm feeling a bit despondent about things, you know, she'll send me a voice note to say, look, it's all going to be worth it. You're doing really well. I'm amazed at how much you do. And I'm like, that helps, you know, it's nice to have a cast member who's invested in the film before they've even received, you know, any work or any money or anything, you know, so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's boding well.